What up, what up, fantasy football hustler back at you. We got another wake and bake or wake up with fantasy football episode. And today we are talking about the zero RB strategy. Bogey will be in here in a few. And man, zero RB. We're getting real spicy today because that's the talk of the town these days is Every, should I go zero RB? Should I not go zero RB? We did a mock draft last night, and we're going to give some examples of teams that chose to not go zero RB, teams that went zero RB. We're looking at it in a 12-team format, single QB. It's going to be real dope. This is the time to get your questions in if you're thinking about deploying the zero RB strategy. All right. Chris Bay. I told Bogey I think he should be making it soon. Derek in the house. Salute. Hassan in the house. What up? Let's roll up. Let's get it. We got Minnesota Marty in the house. What up? What up? Raphael in the house. What up? What up? Axel Cushion says, howdy, what's going down? Emil, shout out to Canada and Toronto. What up, Song? What's going down, bro? All right. Antonio, what's going down, homie? Peacock in the house. What up? What up? <laughs> good morning. Good morning. I just woke up at the crack of dawn and I had to ask you a question. <laughs> Varsity Blues quote, if you guys don't know, one of the best football movies ever made. <laughs> Let's see who else. Yeah, best strategy is to be flexible both in life and while drafting Peacock. Definitely get a ding for that one. That is for sure. That is really what I'm all about. Be in water. Be water, my friends. Be water. It's the way that we got to do it. And uh, (laughs) Magic Man Ricky said, I would never disrespect the RB gods and go zero RB. (laughs) Okay. We're going to smoke a bowl real quick. We'll try to kill a minute or two until Bogey gets here. But the zero RB, let me give a little bit of my thoughts. (laughs) Antonio said, I tried zero RB, but I came in round three or four. Zero RB, okay. It's not super spicy because in dynasty leagues, like I'm usually not going like crazy high RB. Like I like, especially in this PR world that we play in, I really love going after the wide receivers. It's really just finding a fine line. That's what it is all about because when you are drafting, if you get stuck into a certain strategy, let's say everybody is going zero RB with you. Like you're in a 12-team league and there's like five or six people who are also deploying the zero RB strategy. And it's like you can get the 24th wide receiver off the board or you can get like the fifth running back or something. There's just a, there's just a time where you got to make a decision like, am I a fool for staying with this strategy? right now picking a wide receiver that should, I should draft in three rounds or should I get value on a running back right here even though I don't want to get running backs high. You got to get best player available, but it's all about your league as well. If you're in a 1.0 PPR, if you're in a half point PPR, if you're in a standard league, whatever it is, you need to know your settings. That is rule number one. Know your settings. And uh, Chris, we said, pay close attention to the people in the redraft that don't get a backup QB or tight end spot. Crispy, you are savage. <laughs> Tino, my second home, Lahaina. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. 
Hawaii is fire. Hell yeah. Aloha, bruh. And uh, Peacock said, zero RB works if you bank on injury or get lucky with breakouts. Yes, it does. And I would say if there is, okay, let's just say that everybody is going like heavy RB because in this draft that we show, we're going to see both ends of the spectrum. We're going to see people that went chunky RB who went RB really early. And then we're going to see the opposite end of that as well. And I feel a lot of it depends on who you're drafting next to. But that is really what is, it is all about, just getting the best value that you can at each of your picks. Tino said, uh, it's burning for real, bro. The whole island, oh, man. Damn, dad's out there evacuated him. Fuck, bro. Hope everybody's safe out there. That is wild, Dan. That is wild. Okay, we're going to smoke a bowl real quick. And then Ryan's got a question. Anyone else who just popped in? Leave some questions, guys. Don't be shy. Leave some questions. And then we're going to pull up our draft board from yesterday. And we're going to just kind of show some people that went zero RB, some people that went chunky RB. It's going to be all about you, what you think of these builds, like how they look and what you want to do. But a lot of it is based on draft position, number one. That is for sure. There you go. Peacock, that's the best way. Zig, one other zag. You great. You grab great value like that for sure because that's what it's all about. It's about getting the value. Damn, yeah, Marty said, damn, all water and they're on fire. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Did one of the one of the volcanoes like erupt? I don't even know if there is any volcanoes on Lahaina or if that's just the big island, but very curious. Ryan said, I have the third overall pick in a redraft, non-tight end premium. Would you consider Kelsey still 1 million percent? And you'll see within this draft, we had some crazy guy named Crispy. He drafted Kelsey at the 102. As long as you have a tight end spot. It doesn't matter if it's tight end premium or not. Because Kelsey is the tight end premium. So as long as there's a tight end spot specifically in the draft, I am all about taking Kelsey. Even at the 101. Biggest positional advantage in fantasy football. Antonio said, damn, that crispy guy sounds crazy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's a crazy guy. He's a crazy guy. Tina said, I have no idea. My dad called me last night. I Googled it this morning, seen a couple pictures. Looks bad, though. Damn. Prayers out to everybody on the island. For sure, man. That's fucking, that's scary, man. Axel said, if there's no tight end spot and no tight end premium, should we even be looking at Kelsey towards the ninth or 10th spot? For sure. Yes, I would say so. Because even if you're throwing him in a flex spot, it would be giving you an advantage in the flex spot. Kelsey is still going to score a shitload of points. But if he's in the flex, he doesn't give you as big of a positional advantage necessarily as some of the other guys do. I think that in a league like that, no tight end spot, no tight end premium, nothing like that. I would really rather get Kelsey, I would say, in the top of the second. Try to get someone else first. It really just depends, though. You got to know your league because if you're saying ninth or tenth spot – I don't know if you're last. If you're playing in 12 teams, it's all about that 11 and 12. If you think they're going to grab Kelsey with the back-to-back picks or whatever, or the quick turnaround picks, I'd say just snag them there. (coughs) Because there's probably a handful of wide receivers that you can still get in that range that you'd be happy with. Guys, oh, he said it's a 10 team. Yeah, for sure. I'd get Kelsey at the bookend. Yeah, definitely. Get like 
a Kelsey and shit. I don't know if AJ Brown would be there or I'm CD's probably not going to be there, but like AJ Brown, Amon Ross ain't Brown. If I could stack up Kelsey and one of those boss wide receivers, like I'd for sure do that. <clears throat> and then I'd be good waiting until the next bookend that you got where you get back to back picks. And then you get at least one running back in there. I'm all about the hero RB strategy myself where you get one good running back in the top couple rounds, and then you really focus on getting guys in the latter rounds and really building up, making sure you got some solid running back depth. Antonio said, even better if you got the back-to-back. Exactly, right? Makes it a lot easier to take Kelsey, that's for sure. And what up, Charlie Brown? Contemplating adding Ferguson, but I also think that Schultz target could mostly go to Cook and a healthy Gallup. I guess what's tough about the Cowboys in general is not just Schultz being gone, but the OC switch. Like Mike McCarthy, think about all the time that he was in Green Bay. They weren't really targeting the tight end like that. Like Kellen Moore, shit, he deployed the exact same offense like through the tight end that they'd been running for years and years with the Cowboys. In a redraft league, I'm man, like Ferguson, no zero value to me. Dynasty League, best ball, late dart throw. Yeah, fuck it, lock him in. But redraft league, I'm not messing with Ferguson. I don't even think he'd be drafted in most of these drafts. So, you know, you'd probably be shooting yourself in the foot by drafting him. You can probably get him off of free agents later. Let's see. Peacock said, if you don't want to give someone, if you don't, if you don't want to give someone the Kelsey Mahomes stack, you get it yourself. <laughs> Marty said, take Kelsey twice. And he said, Gallup sucks. That's for sure. And Axel said, so you take Kelsey over Diggs, CD, Amon Ra. Oh, no. So I said, if I said, I don't think CD would be there at the ninth, 10th pick. So I, in a non-tight end premium, non-tight end league, I would take CD over Kelsey because I think CD is going to outscore Kelsey. But I bet you it's like this close, though. I bet you it is super close. What I would want to do, if Kelsey's there, if you're at the 9 or 10 spot right there, especially if you're at the 10, you got the bookends, you got the double picks right there, I'm going Kelsey, and then I would take a CD, a Mon Ra, or AJ Brown. Like I would just pair up those guys. And then that's how I would start the build. Magic Man Ricky said, would you triple stack with A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Hurts? Keeping Hurts, A.J. in the keeper league. I'm not opposed to it. That's one where you know they're going to be chucking it a lot. So there's only a few. Like Dolphins, that's another one of them. I would definitely consider stacking up Hill, Waddle, and Tua. But there's not too many teams that I would be doing that for, like, at all. And he said, or go with the RB over Devonta Smith. Depends on what RBs are available there. Because if you're able to get uh, like a Najee, I mean, you might be able to get Smith and then wait on Najee. It just depends on your league. But Derrick Henry, a couple of those guys, Nick Chubb, I would definitely take him over Devonta Smith. It just depends on where you're at in the draft and who's available. And Axel said, I'm thinking of going Diggs and Amon Ra. That's not bad either way. I'm just avoiding digs a little bit this year. Other than Kincaid, they really didn't get him any help over there. And we see last year, like on a game-to-game basis, 
he could get taken out of the game, and that shit just sucks. So I think I'm avoiding digs this year and just just passing on him. And I'd rather have in a Mon Ra where the volume is going to be there. AJ Brown, the efficiency is just going to be uh, roof through the motherfucking roof. <laughs> like I would just rather. I feel safer going like that, especially when Buffalo would just gets so damn cold. Is that down in the stretch? They're just going to be running it a lot, and that's one thing that just sucks. Not that Diggs can't get stuff when it's cold, because we saw him get, like, three touchdowns, and this is three years ago now. Uh, but, he, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I'm a little weary. Ha! Peacock said, tell Bogey that I said Tony Pasta can also be called Rigatoni Pollard. How about Rigatoni Pony? <laughs> he's definitely a little pony over there that needs to just stay locked up in the cage. <laughs> Sorry, you PETA people. And uh, maybe bias, but I'd take Wilson over Amon Ra. Okay, I like it. Hey, that's spicy. I would not. But those guys are literally like back to back in my ranking. So it's to each his own on that. He said, can we put some vodka sauce on that peacock? <laughs> and uh, Raphael, did you hear my thoughts about digs? I just said it. Just said it a little bit ago when someone asked him, Diggs. <laughs> oh, man. And Tino said, I don't even know why we call him pasta. <laughs> I don't even know either. What was Bogey makes up some funny nicknames, and that's just like the way it goes. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Let's pull up the draft board. Now, this was from last night. So this is a very recent draft as recent as they can get and if you look the wide receivers are in blue the running backs are in the light green tight ends are in the orange and then what is that was that a is that a red-ish pink i can't even tell like what the qbs are red and let's see so you can see right off the bat we got picket season he went chunky rb um prado dynasty our homie bakes a lot he went chunky rb as well and then the guys who i would say at least deployed somewhat of a zero rb strategy so we got song he didn't pick a rb within the first three rounds we got kidda he did not pick a qb or pick a running back within the top four rounds he picked one in the fifth and then we had jameson on dynasty he did not pick a running back until the sixth round everyone else besides that yeah, you see everyone else picking up running backs with inside the top three. Now let's go ahead and look at these builds. You look at the zero RB from let's just say Song. He didn't he pushed it off until the fourth round. Look at the wide receivers that he was able to get. Chase, Amon Ra, Ridley. He still got Miles Sanders. He got what I feel top end QB, somewhat of a top end tight end. What up, clock? Bogey's dropping his daughter off at school. He should be here very soon. And uh, then you got David Montgomery and Antonio Gibson. I'm not mad at that trio of running backs, but I feel like if he would have waited one more round, like if he would have waited until the fifth round, then he doesn't get, maybe he gets Trevor. Yeah, because nobody picked a, a quarterback in the time that he had his back-to-back picks, it looks like. Oh, actually, never mind. Watson went in between that time as well and but i don't know about ingram see you just look at that if he doesn't pick sanders right there there's going to be a little bit of a drop off 
very soon after those running backs. So I like what Song did there. You look at Kidda. Now he is drafted out of the 108. So he goes CD, Mahomes, Higgins, Hawkinson. So he made sure to get heavy at three positions right off the bat. Wide receiver, which in this format, we're only starting two. This is a mock draft, though, but we're only starting two wide receivers. And then he got Mahomes, who I feel like everybody, he's the number one QB no matter what, as long as you play in a six-point per passing touchdown league, which you guys should be. Get out of those four-point passing touchdown leagues. That's just too old school. And then he got Hawkinson, who I have as my number two tight end off the board. So smart the way that he did this. He didn't just build a bunch of like wide receiver depth. He made sure to get top heavy at three positions. And then he goes Cam Akers, Rashad White, Brian Robinson. I feel like if you are going to go with some kind of zero RB strategy, you have to lock in a couple, at least your starters right away. And he went and got the two starters and then he got depth right away for one of the flex positions. And later in the draft, Herbert, Algier, Roshan Johnson, those are just depth guys either way. But I like what he did here and really what Song did as well. You know, you got top heavy at those two spots, three spots. If you are not making yourself stacked at multiple positions like QB, tight end, wide receiver, and you're going zero RB strategy, you're doing it all wrong because that's the point of why you go zero RB is to make sure that you get these top end guys at the other position. So now let's see James uh, Jameson on drafts. He lost me with his RBs here because zero RB can go very wrong, very fast. And you look, so he's got Cup, Adams, Andrews, Jackson. I feel like he took Andrews too early, but he wanted to get the Jackson and Andrews stack, which I'm okay with if that's something that you're trying to do for your strategy. So he did get top heavy in those first four picks. Here's where I think he messed up. So he went Hopkins. He went with the third wide receiver there who's already, you're jumping down tiers at that point to get a Hopkins. I feel like, cause I don't really like Dobbins too much, but if you would have got like a Rashad white in there and Isaiah Pacheco and James cook, those were like the next three running backs that got drafted in the next round. I feel like it would have been way better of a build because he got Dobbins you see AJ Dillon Rashad Penny Kendra Miller Clyde Edwards Hilaire he even said after the draft he was trying an exaggerated zero RB draft and he was like I will never (laughs) do it this way specifically again he waited too long is what happened he waited too long on those running backs and then he got screwed with Dobbins he felt was the best one at the time Dylan and Penny because he went back to the well with Marquise Brown. And because there was really like not that many good wide receiver running backs at that point, I would have personally rather got like an Antonio Gibson there over AJ Dylan or even over a Marquise Brown just to pair up. Cause I feel like Dylan would be a way, way better RB two than, or I feel like Gibson would be a way, way better RB two than AJ Dylan. So, What do you guys think about this? What do you think about the three guys who deployed zero song? It's all subjective. Some people say you don't pick running backs in the first four rounds, five rounds, whatever. I kind of feel like if you're in a 12 team league, if you're not picking a running back within the first 40 picks, like maybe somewhere into the third round, just depending on how far you're in, 
look, he wasn't even at the beginning of the fourth. That's the three eight. So what would that be? 36 plus 8, 44. He didn't pick a running back until pick 44 off the board. And there was already 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. He didn't pick an RB until RB 16. And Song said, yeah, my team is fire. <laughs> and Clock said, what kicker did you take? Bro, you see my last pick, man? Best kicker in the league, Kareem Hunt. Got him. Locked him in. <laughs> and uh, Peacock said, let the stacks fall to you. Don't force them for sure. And Jameson, after the draft, he said he did force that stack. And he did force the zero RB. And he said he hated the way <laughs> that his team ended up turning out. Like Kidda and Song, they like the way that their teams turned out. I feel like they found a sweet spot on the RBs, though, because Miles Sanders, RB 16 off the board. I mean, I got Ken Walker, the next pick. I know some people are down on him. Very nice right there. And uh, and Kidda, we don't like giving him a big head. He's one of my friends from back in the day. It was pretty solid what he did getting depth at three spots. Or not depth, but top heaviness at three spots there. Let's see. <coughs> Peacock, Kareem Corn. <laughs> and Axel said, I like the two wide receivers and then two running backs. So let's see, did any, who did that? That's crazy. So nobody went two and two. I did one, 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 one. If you look, I'm the 104 over there. I went wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver. And then I started picking some bench players over there. And Axel said, my favorite stack is Amon Ra based off Jared Goff's ADP. Yeah, for sure, because you're getting Jared Goff, like, for free. Look at where Song got Jared Goff in the 11th round. Yeah, I mean, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So there's nine people who got their QBs before round nine. And it's crazy because everybody else – didn't have if you only had one QB, or if you had zero QB and you only needed the one, look at how everybody else just waited. Like I waited and got two in the 10th, and I felt really great about that. And I got Tyreek Hill at the 104. I felt really good about that. We'll see you guys back here in a couple hours. Bogey, any parting words? Bong. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, money grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my Pocket, it don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So the hustle, ladies and homies, make money, make money, money, money. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money!
Okay, let's go smoke that joint.